With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, hello and welcome back to the last Nina Kowser show of 2018. What a fucking ride it's been. The last game of 2018, 5-1 against Arsenal. Fucking hammering, tonking, embarrassment, annihilation, Liverpool doing wonders and Spurs title challenge lasted all but three days, which is record for them as well. Happy fucking days here. But you know what? I'm excited about something else. It's the guests on this show. Um, it is the dynamic duo. First up, let me introduce the first one. All the way, it's an east side, west side situation. So first of all, I'm going to go to Justin Wells. Justin, representing New York, welcome to the Nina Kowser Show. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, 5-1 against Arsenal. There's the Arsenal we know and love coming to Anfield and just laying an egg. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And, oh gosh, I can't believe when I heard this guy was on my pod, I got so excited. He has brought back the the ramp pod. It is Mr. Feisty himself, Mr. Armando Angulo. Welcome to the show, Armando. Thanks, Dina. Thanks for having me. Uh, I mean, what can you say? We're going to fucking go out there and win the league. Uh, we got City coming up and it's going to be a bigger gap come, come Thursday. i tell you what. Absolutely. I mean, before um, we go to Shamik, um, our, our first caller, um, I just want to get your thoughts. I mean, how do you feel after that? I mean, like, are you believing it more and more? Because I feel like people are. I mean, I'll I'll stick with you first, Mando. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I've been growing in confidence after every result, uh, watching us defend, watching us attack, grow. You know, you see the confidence on the field. I mean, we saw today Bobby scoring a no-look goal and, and going out there and doing what he does. We saw just how confident we looked against a team like this. This is a different feeling. This is a different Liverpool side. This is something that we haven't really experienced in a long time. I think if you really think about it, going 1-0 down even – 13, 14 months ago against a team like Arsenal, we the heads drop, the shoulders drop. We start to drag ourselves up and down the pitch. Immediately thereafter, Allison's talking, Virgil's talking, getting everything set up in line. It took 90 seconds. We're back in business, and look at us. We're just riding this high, and, and, and this wave is something that uh, – there's no stopping it, man. It's just growing and growing and growing, and City knows it. The rest of the league know it. That's why City's bottling, because they know it. They feel it. There's no pressure here. We're out there to win this fucking league, and we're going to do it. 
absolutely enjoying the fucking football and I think you're absolutely spot on there Mando I felt like as soon as we conceded it made it got us angry it really pissed us off it was almost almost like you come to our house and you disrespect us like that Justin your thoughts I mean are you are you feeling it are you believing it or is Thursday gonna be do or die for you well I Thursday is also my birthday so thank you Premier League for scheduling this uh Big game on a day. Yeah, early. Like you know, to I have really, a big game for something very important for you. Champions League final, yeah. wedding day. They really got to stop this. Like the Premier League <laughs> schedule needs to coordinate with my life better. But uh, I, you know, it, it's the type of thing where I, I think right now I'm just on in every game in the league as a cup final kind of. Uh, I know, I know it's trite. I know it's a cliche, but I'm just kind of in that particular mode right now. Where today I wasn't worried about city, the city game. I wasn't worried about anything else except for just Arsenal because you know. I have a theory that if you take four out of six from all the other, you know, top six teams, you're going to and and beat the crap teams. You'll win the league. City did that to most of the teams last year. It's our turn to do it to them now. Yes, yes, right. You know what? We have callers lined up, so we will go to the first one. A familiar voice. He made a Keanu Reeves reference today on Twitter with me, so I think he's naturally awesome. It's Shamik. Shamik, welcome back. Hey, Nina. Hey, how are you? Nina, is it necessary that we have to start off with Liverpool Arsenal? Can we do a couple of minutes of uh, Spurs first? If you want to get something off your chest, do it. You're a subscriber. I'll give you the. I'll give you the platform. Absolutely, go ahead. I want to yeah. hear Spurs bashing, and I want to hear Wolverhampton love for the first time in ever. Uh, gags. It's not about wolves. It's not oh, about wolves. Oh, I, I won't me, give them that much credit. You can't do anything. Go by. <laughs> joking. No, no. Uh, so just a very small thing, right? All these Spurs fans have been having a social media meltdown about Salah's alleged dive, right? And mm-hmm. what happened today? Kane was booked for simulation. Yeah, and Mo, and, Mo, and Mo Salah won another penalty. I'm just going to sip my tea. <laughs> How unbelievable is that? We do not win a penalty at Anfield. For so long, for fucking ages, Spurs win more penalty at Anfield than us. We get slated in the media for Salah diving. For all what is worth, I thought we are not getting a penalty again this season. Tonight, boom, boom, two fucking penalties. And both of them were like marginal contacts, 50-50 decisions. 99 cases out of 100, any other season, any other time, we do not get that. Call it whatever you want, champion's luck, lucky mm-hmm. break, whatever. Screw everybody. Yeah, I actually have a theory on that. Um, I was told that in, in the UK, when you take your driving test, they have to fail a certain percentage of people. I think maybe referees decided they gave um, they gave Liverpool penalties in 13-14 season and gave us a drought. And now we're getting penalties again to kind of even out the numbers. It's just a theory. <laughs> you got to have an alternative theory. I mean, guys, I mean, what, what did you, what do you make of the penalties? Are you shocked, surprised? Uh, Justin, I'll come to you first. So here's my alternate theory that's actually just a fact. Seed Kolasinac is an awful defender, right? Yes. He puts himself into terrible positions for both of them. Now you said, you know, if you said it was marginal contact on the first one, Every single referee, every time, is going to give a penalty where the defender is on the wrong side of the man, uh, the, and, and he and he makes contact from behind. 
Like that always just looks bad if you make any contact and the, and uh, the guy goes down, right? And they need to be better. Referees need to be better at giving that penalty when the guy stays up still. But that'll discourage diving. But he's from behind, clear contact, stonewall penalty. And on the second one, you know, it's the type of thing where that should be probably called more often. It, it'll get rid of some of the, the shoving on uh, set-piece plays. But he does shove Lovren in the back. And, he, you know, he, he don't give a referee a decision to make. That's how that happens. That's not. I don't think that this is necessarily, in this particular case, this is luck. It's just the referee has two big calls to make and he gets them both right. Just, you know, probably the last person to give away a penalty like that would have been Martin Skirtle. Uh, a, he he did that all the time. <laughs> that is how Skirtle defended set pieces. Like, And we saw that they tried to crack down on that at the World Cup, too. Uh, you know, there was a lot of VAR decisions around contact in the box. Now, obviously, the Premier League and the World Cup are different competitions. They don't have VAR in the Premier League. But it's the same, it's the same concept. There's so much manhandling on set-piece plays now that if they want to take, if they want to get rid of that, they're going to have to call fouls in situations where someone, you know, charges into the back. Absolutely. And uh, I think in, in the thing of all the excitement, uh, the first uh, penalty uh, was uh, given by uh, Socrates and the second one was um, Kolasinic. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, it's fine. I, I get caught up. I've got score lines wrong. I even forget the name of my own show. Who am I to correct anybody? Mando, your thoughts on Liverpool finally getting penalties? I mean, Shamit kind of mentioned something there. Are Liverpool getting the champions look? Do you think that might be a theory worth looking at? Or do you find mine or Justin's more believable? Personally, I, I, I think, think I'm spot on here with, uh, you know, <laughs> just balancing out the numbers. I just think you make your own luck, right? You put yourself in positions to get these calls, to get these fouls. There's clearly contact, whether you like to say it's soft or not. That's not up for me to decide. It's not up for you to decide. It's not up for Mo to decide. That's up for the official who gets paid some cash to make that damn call. He makes the call. It's, it is what it is. It's about time. We don't get those calls. We don't get stonewall pens called usually. And now, uh, yeah, okay, they're soft. So what? Thank you. I'll take that. And I will take them next week. And I will take them next week. And the week after that, please. And thank you. It's no problem, right? Like they were all trash defending. They deserve nothing. They didn't deserve a call. They were just out there limbs everywhere, making rash tackles. They were trash. They got what they deserved. So I'm happy. Very happy. Um, I'm going to throw an alternative at you. Towards the end, I think it was Klein who went in, um, who went in on, was it Lacazette? And then quickly retracted his foot, but did catch him. Um, the commentators here said it was a penalty. It should have been a penalty. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that. So, I mean, you can understand the inconsistency with the officiating, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, but but VAR isn't isn't implemented, so that's not that's not you know the officials' fault. They get one look, they get one crack. I I didn't see it at first glance. I barely saw it at second glance in slow motion. So you can't blame them for certain calls that go missed. We've been uh, we've fallen victim to that exact situation many times in a much harsher situations. That's just something that happens. It's part of the game until VAR gets introduced. And let me tell you, as somebody that watches MLS football and sees VAR on a regular basis or watches mm-hmm. the Italian league where VAR is, is used, it's trash. That would have gotten called wrong anyway. That would have not been a pen anyway because these officials don't know what they're doing in those situations either. So it's all, it's all interpretation. It's all whatever you want it to be or, or in the eye of the beholder and you know, sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it, it doesn't. As Gag said, or as many people say factually, I mean, it's 450 days since we got one. So whatever the whatever the fuck ever, man, get over it. I'm so happy. 
Absolutely. And on a side note, I have forgiven Michael Oliver for sending off Gigi Buffon after today. We're square. <laughs> We're totally square. I'm over it. I mean, Gags, you there? You got any banter stats for me? I have. Kev's put one in. Ian Doyle actually put it in first when he went off. Obviously, his stats hadn't updated that Obama Yang, and, Oba, let's just say Obama Yang, had uh, 10 touches uh, when he was subbed and six of them were kickoffs. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> 10 passes, 10, 13 touches, 10 passes, six of them were fucking kickoff. <laughs> sorry, that is fucking brilliant. 13 touches, half of them kickoffs. I mean, sorry, but that is, uh, that is the top scorer in the Premier League. And we, we made a show of Arsenal. Absolute show. Absolutely. They deserve that for having the temerity to score on us. Yeah, you don't disrespect us like that. Just don't score against us and we might just like beat Nina you 2-0. I think like Nina said, we went mental. I think we went Hulk mode. Uh, as soon as that went in, that was it. The, we went green and uh, battered him. Absolutely See, battered him. I think one of the most overused like cliches in American sports is the Mike Tyson statement that everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. They just punched us in the face and our plan went out the window of maybe playing a controlled game and went into just anger mode. They punched us in the face. They punched us in the face. We punched them in the dick. Goodbye. It's fun. It's games. Shamik, coming to you. Um, any final thoughts? Nina, you know I love my Allison, right? You do love your Allison. Who doesn't love their Allison? So, two things. Two very small moments, right? In the lead up to Salah penalty, that outside of the boot pass mm. on the right wing to Firmino, mm-hmm. fucking magic. Yeah, it was incredible. And, and the point bank save from Mustafi. Mustafi was offside, mm. but that save, it wasn't going in. He would have kept it out, even if it was onside. The man is a beast. What the fuck can he not do? You know, when that is, people say Van Dyke transformed us. Yes, last season, for half a season, we had Van Dyke. He was there marshalling everything at the back. But we had keepers who let in soft goals. This season, this man has, you know, taken us above, one level above. And we are seeing that reflected in the number of goals we are conceding and where we are in, on the fucking top of the league. Absolutely. Well, Shamik, thank you so much for that. Um, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Nina. Happy New Year. And Happy New New Year Year to all Reds around the world. What a time. Absolutely enjoy it. Best time to be a Liverpool supporter. Well, thank you so much. We're going to let you go. And what we're going to do is we're going to go on to our next callers. This is going to be fun. This is like somewhat a bit of a reunion. Um, uh, we are going to go live to Harinda and Shri, who are making their way back from Anfield. This sounds familiar, doesn't it, Justin? It does. It sounds very familiar. Mm-hmm. I know Shri was um, uh, taunting me earlier on today, um, showing me pictures of golden sticks. Not jealous at all. Guys, you there? Yep, I'm there. Uh, Paji's driving. <laughs> <laughs> so come on then, what are your takeaways from that? We won 5-1 and we weren't even good. It's, it's, it's getting beyond ridiculous, Nina. That's what I say. But 
it's 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 interesting to see the transition where like first 15 games we literally relied only on defense to win us games and this imagine when this team starts scoring <laughs> i know it's it's but yeah uh, a lot of people like few people were saying at least on a lot of chats that arsenal were in full strength this arsenal team on full strength still cannot defend so only the margin of victory was always the question when we went into this game and arsenal have a habit of losing big at anfield now literally like pre game obviously the big screen at anfield showed every big win and it was almost like an omen for the game to come but it was ridiculous but i thought uh, one of the interesting things which i noticed small thing but uh, uh, there was one game before where henderson got a yellow he made couple of fouls he wasn't taken off and he got a red and today it was prompt that robertson got hooked off mm. and it was interesting to see there are things saying we always complained till last season he didn't make subs or he made subs really late he made subs today and he made subs which were needed henderson last two games seems to my nephew said he seems to be on weed literally that's what he looks like at least in the last couple of games mm. but he also proved he was not with the shot so it's it's it was a big mix of normality but uh, wanted to uh, ask the panel since justin is there and mando's back after he just seven points lead we are going for a win at city right oh yeah you got to i think three first off I missed you guys. How are you doing? But secondly, let me tell you, we have to. We have to go, you know, full throttle for the rest of the season. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Like you have to go and you have to win and you have to build this momentum. We will cripple Man City if we go. We will cripple the league if we go into the empty head and take those points. And I think that's the plan. It has to be the plan, especially as confident as the team is playing. I think with the subs, I would have liked to see Mo get a little bit of a rest, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Uh ultimately, his subs have been much better this season we've been doing a lot better uh, uh rotating it's been just excellent i can't really complain too much on that but yeah here and there i would rather have seen uh, mo uh get a little bit 15 20 minutes today but other than that dude we have to we don't have a choice this is the only way we know how to play i think like justin said today we you know we got punched in the mouth if not we would have tried to control that game a little more uh, especially at the beginning first 10, 15 20 minutes but we did it we got punched in the mouth and then we said okay well you want to play this game we're going to play this game and we played our game we have to always dictate the pace that is the most important thing to Jurgen Klopp football is dictating the pace and we're doing that we're doing that at will and i think that's going to continue Just in your thoughts I mean I'm hoping that Southampton do the madness tomorrow <laughs> you know and if if that is the case obviously there's a bigger gap difference in, in terms of points between us and them because they are the real challengers because I think Spurs are just Spurs um uh, to put it politely um if I mean a win a draw what 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 do you what do you think would be realistic or what would you be happy with Anything less than three points is not realistic, Nina. Come on! Of course, it's realistic. I mean, and, we, and to be fair, we do have a really good record at the Etihad. I, I would be, I would be happy with anything that just isn't a loss. To be perfectly honest, because uh, I'm saying they they have one. This basically preserves as a six pointer. Any anything we can do to basically take away their, you know, neutralize them. at all right because a loss a draw doesn't do anything for them to make up ground on the table 
and we have and we have quite a bit of breathing room, and it takes away their best chance to directly influence how our season goes. Um, I prefer to win, obviously, but I don't see winning as imperative. I just see losing making things more complicated. But I mean, we can we can go in and beat them. I, I just don't want to. I just want to see us, you know, maybe be if we have to a little bit cynical, uh, you know, because I'm still stung by the fact that uh, you know, in a, in a game where all we needed was a a draw, Brendan went for it. <laughs> I'm still stung by it. Mm. You know what I find really interesting about the City game? Of course, Pep Guardiola. Shri, I want you to join in on this. Everyone have a discussion. Gags, if you want to come in, you can come in too. When when they came to Anfield earlier on in the season, he kind of set up to kind of not concede. It was almost like a bit of a defensive game, a bit of a conservative game. They've got a win, right? So they're going to be all out. If Fernandinho is still absent and their defence is a bit shaky, that game's wide open, right? And we should take it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at look at the form we're in. Look at the form they're in, right? Five games ago, goal difference was a significant, significantly in their favor. We've turned that over by some. I think we're we're plus four on them going tomorrow in goal difference going into tomorrow, right? With the game in hand, um, scoring four goals against Southampton is not a given for for City, considering the way they're playing. And look at also just how many goals they've been conceding lately. Uh, I, I think that they're a team whose confidence is definitely shaky at the moment. We're a team whose confidence is at a, is at a high. Uh, mm-hmm. So that could play into our hands where they just feel like they have to go for it and we can just sucker punch them. Using, yeah, a, lot do. pun- using a lot of punching. Uh, you are. You're very aggressive. Angry. Metaphor. Angry. 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 I used to yeah. know you. <laughs> <laughs> Why is a New Yorker angry after all that? He just wants to beat the shit out of everyone. He's he's loving it. Finally, hey, look- in here. Yeah, finally, Liverpool Football Club fit his mood and his style. He's he's just loving it. I mean, Shri, Harinda, your thoughts? What what do you want for from the Etihad game? I think it's it's almost a parallel, Nina, with the second leg of the Champions League, where they literally need to win. Yes. But if they don't win, they go even further behind. Mm-hmm. So would he take a draw? Pep took a draw in the first leg, but obviously, as you said, the context is different now. Uh, I wouldn't be still surprised that he would take a point because obviously one point is still closer than zero. A point still, and he's just going to hope Liverpool slip up. But obviously he has to win. That's their priority. But as you said, I think Fernandinho will be the deciding factor in in this game because they are another team who practically cannot defend. And we will have chances. So I think We like playing teams that can't defend. It's fun. Yep, yep. Against and uh, again, oh, just to highlight uh, a back three. If they go to a back three, we know what we do to uh, back three, literally. So I'm not sure. Maybe because Pep usually reverts. If he doesn't have midfield cover, he might revert to a back three. But even that doesn't work against us. So I think his options are limited. But City is still after Southampton. I have seen last couple of games of Southampton at home. They are actually playing pretty well. Though mm. they are defensively shaking, but there will be goals in the game. So I wouldn't rule out, uh, say, Southampton snatching a point, maybe. It's it's not out of bounds, I would say. Maybe three weeks before, yes, there was no chance. But Forza Danny Ings! <laughs> Forza Danny Ings! In- yes. Paji is saying he's going all out for Danny Ings. He's predicting a hat-trick, is it? Yeah, why not? Why not, he says. Yeah, why not? Anything is possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I- so, but uh, to be realistic, I I don't rule out uh, Saints getting a point against City. 
and if that happens that's obviously even more benefit if that happens then they have to go for a win there's there's literally no option and i think that paaji is in full flow now just to, just to, just to, just to finish this bit i i i just wanted to say uh, i just want i just wanted to say that i don't see city losing three in a row i think they i think it's better if they lose to us to be honest because that really puts it puts it over i think it, I think it smashes it smashes it open i just don't see them losing uh, tomorrow no gags what i was saying is saints getting a draw against city a draw a draw a draw would be a bonus absolute yep. fucking bonus you know if we can get if they get the draw great but honestly i i i don't see them dropping points tomorrow i think they'll they'll be switched on but they'll be shitting it when we get there that's the main thing they will i'm be- going to put a cow's a curse on them they're going to lose four in a row <laughs> Fucking now, right? I'll buy you like a truckload of chips if that happens. Right. <laughs> you should spell a uh, curse K U R S E and get like, the Kaiser curse so you yeah. can like market it. I, I the Kaiser curse. Oh, you know, go a little, go alliterative with it. I should. I'm gonna brand that merchandise coming out in 2019, people. Excellent. We have other callers anyway. <laughs> line them up, line up. Gags, and whilst you're doing that, read some reaction about how they feel after the results. So, subscribers, let us know how you feel about the result. How do you feel after How do you feel about City? Confident type it. Gags will, Gags think, will come think, back I to think you. People have already, a few have agreed that uh, they won't lose three in a row, but I think there's people like Dell in there saying they'll drop points, agreeing with Shri. Uh, Brown Bear, Rowan says City will win tomorrow. And it's almost a must win now for them. It really is a must win. And, and that's the beautiful bit that, you know, they are going to be, um, they are going to be under pressure. And I think we're boring. Um, Justin now is yawning. On the I know. Well. He's Unbel- like, unbelievable. Un- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that occasionally I get tired. How dare you? How absolutely fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? Right, we'll move on. We'll move on to the next call and then, you know. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Harinder and Shri. Enjoy your drive back home. Be safe, be awesome, and keep making noises like a boiling kettle, Shri, on the way home, just to annoy Harinder. We're going to move on to our next caller. It's Ahmad. Ahmad, welcome to the show. Hello, welcome. It's a pleasure having you. You know what? What a time to call in. Um, happy days, top of the league, winning, smashing teams, boom. Want to get your thoughts? What would you like to share with the panel? Well, a lot. I would like to share. First, I'm a long-time listener. I, I've listened to your show like for three years now. And really what you do, guys, it's, it's really great. I mean, Gags and the rest of the guys, I'm, I'm listening to the UB every week and to your show every week. And it's good that you get my name is right. <laughs> uh, well, see, look at that professional. <laughs> yeah. if, if she didn't get your name right, mate, honestly. If she no, 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 no. But somebody could pronounce it as Ahmed. I'm an Ahmad. No, no, you, you pronounce it right. Ahmed. See? It's with it, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Ahmed. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you guys for 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 the work. Really, really, I enjoy it. Uh, every every time, every morning, I go to my work. I, I listen to one of your show guys. Uh, I'll talk about the game and Liverpool. It's 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 really enjoyable time now. Uh, well, my my question really is, is, what do you think is better, uh, Wijnaldum and Fabinho or Henderson and Fabinho? I mean, this is going on on Twitter and everywhere. My personal view is, is Henderson and, and Fabinho is better because Henderson is running more and covering more ground. But 
again, as we see today, Wijnaldum can hold the ball very well and he can start the game. This is the f- first question. I mean, which one you prefer? And the second one, what do you think about Lovren? I mean, he, he is getting better in defending, but as mm. building, as building for attack, I mean, he, he made like three, four mistakes today. It didn't cost anything except the first goal, mm-hmm. Arsenal goal. But I mean, he, he's, he's not like Joe Gomez. He's, Joe Gomez is much, much better in building a play. Well, you know what? Fabulous questions. I will start with the first one. Um, and I'll go to Mando. Mando, um, which combination do you prefer? Because for me, it's give and take. I think we, I think uh, Shri kind of touched on something as well earlier with regards to, or was it Shamik about Henderson, that he's had a fair few good games. And, you know, he had a good game against Wolves. He had a, a good game against Newcastle as well. Was a little bit rested today. Came on in a comfortable yeah. position. Can I, can I say something before uh-huh. Armando talk? I mean, I, th- I think Armando is, is your best guest ever. Whenever he is on the show, mm-hmm. the, the show is getting better. Just, just, uh, I just want to say that. Well, you know what? You said that to me. I'm going to be like Jurgen Klopp and say they're all brilliant and they're all important and they're all vital to me. But off the record, I like having him on too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he makes me strong. He, he, you know what? He's my fucking Fabinho. There you go. I said it. He makes me stronger. It gives me a backbone. Mando, I'm going to come to you because I feel like different combinations against different opposition work. So, so, you know, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, well, I mean, first off, thanks. That's a super nice thing to say. Uh, it's glad. I, I'm happy to be back. It's nice to be back. But, uh, yeah, as far as the combination, I'm a Ginny guy. Ginny, Ginny is uh, underrated by a lot of people. Maybe one of the most underrated players in the league. Uh, he covers up so much space. He plays so many roles for us. Whether he's excellent today role. as well, by the way. Right. Um, I, I think it's it's more often than not that he's uh, seven or plus out of 10, uh, Ginny Wijnaldum is one of those players that really makes us tick. I think for, for Jurgen, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. He gets him in as often as he can, never gets a rest. I mean, he rested maybe last week little or, or last game, but really he, he, he plays all the time. Ginny Wijnaldum is kind of like the glue uh, in that midfield. All the other pieces tend to rotate, and Ginny tends to be the glue that, that plays whatever role is necessary because it's a very fluid midfield. So if Nabby's in, he plays a little deeper. Fabinho's in, he could play a little bit more aggressively. It's all just dependent on that, but he's excellent, in my opinion, every time. Um, if we're going to move on to the Lovren question, Lovren's absolute trash. Uh, I, I would rather not see him play. I get it. He has all the qualities to be a, a really good midfielder, but his mental lapses, his, his, you know, his over aggressiveness, his, yeah, all those things get, uh, all those cracks get papered over by, 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 by Allison, by Virgil, by, by these players, but it doesn't change the fact that he's still giving, putting us in positions. The, the goal today was a sloppy, lazy, long mm-hmm. ball by Lovren. Then, yeah, it will be makes an excellent pass and it was a lovely finish, but that is all. Lovren trash. And he it's did just give you a that... penalty, though. I, I I'm just saying doubles that. He shouldn't even be there half the time. <laughs> trash. And I'll give him credit where it's due last week or last game. Yeah, that was that was a banger. And I understand that. But this dude, uh, I he just, I can't wait for Joe Gomez to be back. Because that just makes it so much more stable. That just, and he's the future anyway. Like, Lovren is just kind yeah. of like taking up space, fourth choice, and, and doing what he has to do and, and just getting a really nice paycheck and good for him. But like, we're lucky that we haven't lost a game or that we haven't really, uh, suffered at the hands of this Joe Gomez injury. And quite honestly, because that, that I think is, is, is a bigger, 
statement yeah. to this team, to the solidity of this team, to the solidity of this defense. A big credit to Virgil, to Allison, and to the staff because it's 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 too this trash. He's a liability. He's a liability. That's the best way to describe that dude. I agree with you. Thank you, buddy. I knew you. <laughs> you know would. what? He just wanted you to rant. That's why he paused that question and got his bosom because he finally got he got the feisty mando out. I mean, I, I do it's agree with hard. him. Yeah, it's it's not hard. It's a, man. It's a short, it's a short, short fuse. It is. It is a very, very short fuse. I'm starting to think it's um, it's part of a the DNA. Is it? Is it part of the Mexican DNA, Mando? Feisty and fiery. Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Just God, I don't know. I just can't contain myself. Trigger points. Trigger points. Deja yeah, I'm I know triggered, exactly. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> And then, and then when you meet him, he's the most chilled out fucker you've ever oh, met. Okay. Yeah, you know what I need to tell subscribers is we obviously hung out with him in LA and I am a proper stress head. I need to have things done on time. And every two minutes he was like, just relax, relax, gags, relax, relax. And I was just like, this, he made me question my existence. <laughs> why am I such a stress head? This is why he just, he's just so cool and calm. Uh, it's madness. I'm going to come to you, Justin, because I think Mando's made some good points. And I think Ahmed's asked some really good questions. With regards to Fabinho, I know he's had a lot of criticism. And I think when the game first started, we'll, we'll discuss this game. Um, it felt like we were kind of losing that midfield battle a bit. There were some ropey passes. But I felt like in terms of the game, I thought he, he grew into it as we had more control of the game. I thought Ginny was excellent. With regards to Fabinho, I know there's lots of talk about Henderson covering a lot of ground. But I think Fabinho does it too. Uh, sometimes covers around 13k. You know, he, he is vital. And I thought he, I thought he had a good game. I want to get your thoughts on which combination do you prefer and your thoughts on Dejan Lovren because my humble opinion is, He's not my first choice defender. He's not my second. It's just that Joe Gomez is out and Matip is out and we don't have any other defenders. So you're going to have to play. All right. I'll I'll take the midfield question first. Right. I think one of the things that we fall and and you see this far too much on Twitter and it's it's exhausting and I try to stay away from it as a conversation point. But but now that I'm being asked it, I will venture my opinion. Uh, I don't think why we need to look at this as which, you know, which of these midfields works best like right because it seems like the combination of Fabinho and Genie or you know Hendo and Fabinho they both worked it seems in recent games Genie and Hendo worked against Newcastle I think it's the fact that we've kind of redesigned how we function to that midfield too we're sticking with it mm. the players are getting better at performing the, the functions in it and as a result of understanding their roles better and it might actually fit what some of these guys do more naturally everything is looking better. So I think it should really, it, it seems like right now Klopp's strategy is just manage the minutes for, looks like really Hendo, Fabinho, and, and Genie to uh-huh. keep them all in the rotation and all playing. And if you've noticed over the last few games, with a bit more freedom to get further up the pitch, Henderson's been better because that's what he does well. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not, good, he's not a guy who controls a game of you've passing. You've always said this as well, Justin. You've yeah, said this He is not time. a guy who controls a game of passing. Do I think he's the best player in the league? Do I think he's a world-class midfielder? No, I'm not, that, I'm not delusional. But I think he's also not nearly as bad as his detractors want to give him credit for being sometimes. He's very good off the ball. He keeps, puts a lot of pressure on it. And when you put him in a situation where his, his job is to get ball and move it quickly and you know, not have to be ponderous and worry about distribution, that's a job he can do. That's actually that's the job he can do well. So as long as the midfield, that if he's in any midfield, it plays towards that where it's 
maybe Jeannie or Fabinho sitting beyond behind him a little bit more and taking that that role of I'll be the one to sure things up at the back and try to c- control how we move forward. Then he works, and I'm fine with that. You, you know what I love about this? Works. Yeah, you know what I love about this, guys, is the fact that he can make a sub and he can bring on Henderson at around about 70 minutes or whatever. And the guy knows exactly what he's doing. He looks fresh, he looks rested, and vice versa. Any midfielder that comes in knows the function that they've got to provide for the team. And that's important. And like you said, manage the minutes. Because I thought last season we looked quite leggy in the midfield and attack. Yeah. I mean, we just went through an eight-game December where we didn't lose. So Mm -hmm. he's managed. and, and And it seems like the minutes are being managed well. So I don't think we need to call this out in. Henderson, it doesn't need to be who's better between all of them. They're all important. They're all important. It's a squad game, and they all need to be good at what they do, right? Certain ones of them have better skill. Like, Fabinho, to me, is a better footballer than Jordan Henderson. Gene Wijnaldum is a better footballer than Jordan Henderson. But Henderson still has a part to play, and he's doing it reasonably well. Uh Um, Lovren has a part to play due to circumstance. Uh, (laughs) What can I I say about him that hasn't already been said? Uh, Realistically, right now, I think he basically collects a paycheck to go get coffee with Mo Salah. And if that keeps Mo happy, whatever, it's worth it. Is he like Joey from Friends? That's a good shout. That's a good shout. He's our Joey. We're going yeah. with that. That's it. Yep. Joey from Friends from here on out. Yep. Oh, fucking brilliant. Uh, Ahmad, um, uh, you've heard the lads there. I'll let the final say before we let you go. Well, I, I'll, I'll say I'll talk about uh, Wijnaldum first, and then Henderson. I think I think Henderson is, is not good in, in a game like this game today, Arsenal, because uh, Arsenal are pressing, and Henderson is really weak under pressure. Wijnaldum is much much better than Henderson. He doesn't mm-hmm. lose the ball a lot, but I think against uh, the team that they don't press, Henderson is better than Wijnaldum because he moves the ball faster. He he play first touch usually. I know his passing is not that great, but at least he plays uh, the ball fast. And I'll say one thing about uh, Fabinho. I thought Fabinho, first half today, he wasn't good. He wasn't uh, offer himself to receive a pass. He didn't uh, help Robertson a lot. Uh, I think they just let Robertson, Robertson deal with, with that signal uh, attack. But second half, they, they got, he, got, he got much, much better. And I think I'm, I'm your first... Uh, Caller from Saudi Arabia, right? You are fabulous. That's that's, that's fabulous. I mean, you, you're guys. That's it. Thank I'm you really, so much. I'm really happy to talk to you, and um, I hope I'll talk to you again. And really, I enjoy every show you put in the uh, IB. Thank you so much, Ahmed. And I hope you're enjoying us being on top of the league. And um, a happy new year. Sure, I'm enjoying. Sure, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you take care and a happy new year to you. You too. You too. All right, Tandon, I've sent you on stalker mode. What have you read? What have you seen? What's tickled your fancy? Keem is just taking over the chat with Papa Shango pictures and the disgusting. Basically, that's all he's been fucking doing, like making me sick with worms. Like, what is going on? Uh, everybody wants us to talk or you guys to talk about... Um, the, the forwards, but we'll get to that n- later. I think, yes, Scott's next up for you. All right, then, bring him in, Scott Chandler. Hey, how's everybody doing? Not bad, not bad. Happy days. Uh, you, you take the floor, go. What have you got to yep. say? What have you got to get off your chest? Yeah, it feels good. I was on after the first Arsenal match, and it 
be on this time than the last time. So, you know, things kind of started a little iffy, but it turned out great. Just real quick, though, wanted to give a little shout out to Justin. I mean, Ahmad gave so much love to Armando. Left Justin hanging. So, Justin, I got you. It's good to have you on as well. <laughs> Lies. This is slander. Oh, Armando, you're great. There, there should be love for everybody. We're all Americans. Part of the American contingent. Mm. Got to gotta be equal mm. opportunity, right? Do mm. you love Justin, too? You know, he actually inspired me to watch a film. I watched The Big Lebowski because of you. You did? How did you enjoy it? Fucking loved it. I was like, how have I survived without not watching this film? The dude abides. The dude. The dude is just me, like, scruffy, dressing gown, carton of milk. That's me 80% of the time. You wrote a check at a supermarket? (laughs) <laughs> not that brave not that brave yet I don't think he can do that anymore <laughs> no I think you could in the UK actually you do see that a lot you see everything which is like our kind of like Walmart kind of supermarket kind of thing you see all kinds of sites you know what Scott I've been going on with myself go on I'm sure you've got a question oh no I, I derailed everything I checked at the supermarket but uh, yeah, like the dude, I'm going to fire up a white Russian after this to celebrate, but I just want to talk about the, the mentality of the team. You know, I think we saw what happened to City. When you're out ahead of the pack, everybody's waiting to see if you're going to you know, have a slip and you're going to hit a bump in the road and what it happened to Liverpool. And it felt like today's match was kind of a, a microcosm of, of the whole season where they started out kind of well, but you know, didn't get going, conceded the goal, and just the way they responded, especially Bobby. So just wanted to see what you guys thought of just about how how strong they were mentally to, to come back and just totally put that goal behind them and just come out and kick ass the rest of the match. Let's talk that. And I think that kind of ties in nicely. Amanda, I'll come to you first because it was almost like, like we said, a slap in the face. Liverpool were really angry. And, you know, there was lots of talk about, oh, Liverpool have never been... Um, have never conceded a goal or been behind at Anfield since December 2000. I can't remember the, the year. I think it was 2017. Um, oh, yeah, it was. Um, so it's been ages since Liverpool have been behind at Anfield and let's see how they respond. And, you know, there was a lot of emphasis on that, but Liverpool just came back really angry. And I think the man that inspired that was, um, the guy with the big white teeth, Roberto Firmino. Um, talk to me about that because I felt like, Normally, when Liverpool in the past, when Liverpool have gone behind, they've had chances. They've tried to create something, but normally heads drop, and we become quite wasteful and we become quite impatient. And I felt like Liverpool were just really determined. And I think what kind of sent Arsenal over the edge—I don't know if you'll agree—is the fact that the chances that we had were early, but we were we were cutthroat with them. We put them away really quick. Yeah, I think that's that's really important is when you get those chances early in the game is to put them away. Uh, you want to really be the aggressor and you really want to, you know, step on, you know, someone's throat when they're down. For me, ultimately, I think it's a mentality, like Scott said, it's 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 been a long time coming for this team, you know, and it started with the, with Klopp coming in and it started with changing the whole environment, changing the mentality, changing the whole uh I don't know, approach that the team takes. And then when Virgil came in, he's a leader. He's a natural leader. He goes out there and you see the way he organizes. I mean, uh, there's a video going around after the game. Socrates was still getting in, in, in Mo's face and Virgil came between and put an end to that. You know, he's just that type I love of guy. That, he, by really, the way. <clears throat> he doesn't let, you know, the team soak. He doesn't let the team just uh, feel bad for themselves. And I mean, if you're giving up a goal in, with 11 minutes 
you know, into the game. There's so much football left to play, so much to be played. A team with as much quality as we had shouldn't even be concerned. We are the type of team, we're playing such good football that we can afford to spot teams a goal and still go out there and, and, and take care of our business. I mean, ultimately for us, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's something we haven't had for a while. It's something that we've been crying for and been desperate for. Uh, and, and, and you see it in the fan base too. We don't panic in, in the middle of the games. You don't see a hysteria online or, I mean, today we had 90 seconds to really be angry. So we didn't have enough time to be upset, but, uh, but yeah, usually you're pretty confident that we're going to score a handful of goals, and and now you're not even conf- uh, you're not even worried about conceding that often, which is just such an alien feeling to not be worried about conceding goals left, right, and center. Uh, it's just you know you give up one and you're kind of shocked. So for me, it's, it's a mentality thing. It, it's, mm. it's 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 a it's um a cultural thing. I think the culture inside the locker room is changing, and um. It's the start. It's the, that's what's really beautiful is that it's, mm. this is just the start of something really special. We saw it, you know, Virgil came in. We saw some massive changes. We got all the way down to, uh, to, to the Champions League final, another learning experience. We took that and, and we learned, we saw our weaknesses we built and here we go again. And it's only, you know, we're only starting to peak now mm. offensively. We're only starting to click. Bobby is only starting to be Bobby. Today was probably the first game all season that you could say Roberto Firmino was Roberto Firmino for 90 minutes of football. And what a joy he is when he is himself. You know what? If I could make a gif of you pronouncing his name. Uh, speaking of Roberto Firmino, 11 goal involvement. Bobby, Bobby Firmino against Arsenal in seven games. Eight goals. Only one behind um, God, Robbie Fowler now, um, for scoring the most versus Arsenal. Justin, I'm going to come to you. Amanda's made some excellent points, but like I think something that he touched on their loop, it's bizarre because this team hasn't won anything, but their mentality is that of champions or of winners. That's, and I can't help but wonder that had the Champions League experience from last season been more than just experience i feel like it's kind of made them hungry for success yeah i mean there's there's two ways to react to failure either you quit or you learn from it it seems like this team has learned from it so that's a positive and i think that you know having strong personalities in the uh, the locker room like van dyke like sala like allison like the manager like bobby Firmino, who never stops running like fabinho who seems to actually be extremely competitive and feisty They'll make things. They'll make things. Uh, they'll turn things around. Andy Robertson just keeps running regardless. Um, you know this team. This team. Uh, this team gets scored on, and then Arsenal immediately kind of the, the first goal. Arsenal gifted back to us, but we very easily could have just been you know down on our luck and not taken advantage of the opportunities they presented to us. But we quickly made them pay, and that's what good teams do. Every team is going to make mistakes in the course of a game that could lead to something, right? Like. Very few teams play perfect, untouched games. Once Arsenal laid a glove on us, they, reve- they, they then you know, showed that maybe they're uncomfortable taking the lead because they know that they're just going to take an onslaught from us. We gave them an onslaught. And they they were look kind of shell-shocked when they scored as well. They were like, fuck, did we just do that? You know, it was yeah. almost like, yeah. I mean, they were out of the game at halftime. They, they were, mm. at, the 3-1, you, at 3-1, I knew the game was over. I knew, I knew that there was no way coming into Anfield that a team, that an opposing team with that crowd under the lights is scoring, you know, is, is going to score four goals or three goals. I knew that at that point, that's not happening. This game is over. They knew it and they quit because of the fact that we stepped on their necks. And that's what good teams do. And that's the kind of mentality you need to be a champion, right? 
Just take care of your business. Don't worry about other teams' results. And then sometimes an opportunity, like, you know, to go ten, nine points clear of Spurs, 10 points clear of a city, put pressure back on them on. Like, if you're, if you're going to win the league, you have to do those things. You just have to make sure that other teams can't afford to slip up because you're going to punish them for it. And we're doing that in both ends. We're making, you know, against our opponents directly on the field. If they get, if they make a mistake, we're punishing them for it. And then, you know, with the, you know, the, the teams that we're not playing, like Spurs today, they made a mistake and we punished them for it. I kind of love the fact that the hammering was against a team like Arsenal as well. That's just a little side note. The fact that it wasn't like some minnow minnow team. It was actually Arsenal who are actually look quite fresh under Unai Emery. So it's great to kind of see that kind of response against a team that good in an offensive sense. Maybe not so much defensively, but I'm sure we'll get to that in a bit. Scott, you've heard what the panel have said. I'll let you have a final thought. 100% with what Armando and Justin said. You know, I think one thing we've said a lot this season, and this is a different team. This is a different Liverpool side. And for a whole host of reasons, you know, Allison, VVD, we can defend now. Before, we only had a starting 11. We didn't have a bench. Well, now we do. We bring on impact subs. But it, it's the culture and the mentality that feels like the biggest change. I mean, you look at the top five. The other teams have talent. City's eminently talented. Even United have players. But the difference between this Liverpool team and the other teams right now is just the, the mentality that they go about their business. Like Justin said, they could have, you know, going down 1-0, they could have dropped their heads, but immediately it was like, nah, screw these guys. And they just went right at them. And it's, yeah, you got a little lucky in the deflection, but you make your own luck when you're relentless, when you're pressing. And Bobby just, you know, they, that's just how he plays every game. And he hadn't shown up, you know, as much on the score sheet. Maybe he hadn't scored at Anfield at all this season until today. And he ended that in a big way. But that's the difference. That's what really feels like things have changed. And even as a fan, it feels different. I don't know about you guys, but in previous when you down one nil like that, you go, oh, maybe it's not our day. But when that happened, yeah, it was a thing. So it made us believe. They believe that that's not a problem. One nil, we got this. We have 80, 70 minutes left. We're going to put some goals on the board and we're going to get it done. And that's exactly what they did. And, you know, Nina, you said, ah, oh, they just made them angry. I feel like they're the incredible from measures. The secret is they're always angry. They're always angry and they're always going out to score no matter what the scoreline is. They're always trying to score more goals, more goals, more goals. And, and that's what they have to do to lead from the pack. And if they can just hold serve against City, get at least a draw, every match week that goes by that they put three points on the board is another, <clears throat> another missed opportunity for City to catch us. So I just hope it continues. But up the Reds, what a day. Time to have some beer. Absolutely. Amen. And Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to all you guys. Cheers, bud. Happy New Year, Scott. Well, okay, okay. So I'll come in in here because I know it's a break between callers, and that's where I come in. Everybody wants, pretty much in the chat, wants you all to know how beautiful Mo Salah is for giving uh, the penalty to Bobby. That's mm-hmm. how. That's what they want you to know. So if you, because these guys haven't mentioned it, they're so rude that they didn't mention it. Sorry to all subscribers and listeners that they didn't mention it. But there you go. Happy, good. Yes, absolutely. So, it kind of it reminded me of that time when it was it Gerard who gave the ball to Sturridge was it against Everton? Yeah, yeah. and I was like, please don't fuck it up. I was about to say that it's like basically, you know what? You're like you're fine giving somebody else a penalty for a reason if if the score line is this, right? If he if if you know you're you're glad that the game is put away when that happens. 
For sure. Absolutely. But yeah, Gags, thank you for reading that. Great shout from our subscribers. Right, we're going to... Right, so there's been some love for Amanda. There's been some love for Justin. I'm feeling really neglected. We're going to move on to our final caller, Jay Reed. Give me some love. Somebody? Anybody? Oh, loads of love for you, Nina. Absolutely. <laughs> I kind of begged for that one. These two just got yeah. it effortlessly. You begged them. <laughs> I was a total beg. I mean, I'm sure you were I basically at the just you, yeah. I just salad you there, didn't I? You can have that one, Nina. Everyone <laughs> else has had something, so you can have one. That, yeah. was, your, that was your Mo Salah handing the penalty over. It was. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I've just got in about 10 minutes ago, so excuse the voice. A lot of screaming and shouting, as always. Two games in three days and two convincing wins. So, yeah. Um, I just want to talk about Mane, really. And mm. my point being... I have the feeling today he was definitely going to score. So I have backed him in a bet and he did come in. But take it back to the last game against Newcastle. He missed three or four good chances. And he's always in the position to miss the chances. Now, we take it back three or four weeks ago against Napoli and he missed three or four good chances. And you just knew the next game he was going to score. And I said it to my friend going into the ground today, like, man, he's definitely going to score today because... When he has games, when he, he gets in the positions, the game after, he always gets in the positions again. And, you know, he's not going to miss that many in a row. So I just want to touch on how, how under the radar he really goes, especially with today's game. All the headlines will be over for me, you know, getting his hat-trick and Salah, the kind gesture to give the penalty to him. And obviously Salah scoring again. Van Dijk, excellent at the back, keeping Aubameyang quiet. But Mane just goes about his business and... He just carries on performing goals and assists week in, week out. And it's not just that, it's his work off the ball as well. He, mm-hmm. he really excels in letting Robertson get forward. He he comes inside and gives Robertson the space. He'll go outside and let Robertson come in. And I think it's just underrated how good he actually is and how important he is to the system of what we actually play with at the moment. Absolutely. And just speaking of this game, Justin, I thought he was absolutely exceptional. I thought, you know, when they... Uh, I felt like... um. When it was certainly nil nil, they tried putting a lot of pressure on Robertson's side, and I and I was really impressed with Sadio Mane because he was not only trying to get forward, which he did, but he had acres of space because they were just so um, Arsenal was so um, advanced in in on uh, Andy Robertson. What I also found with uh, Sadio Mane today was his defensive work was excellent. Oh, it was great. I have I, he was he was just really good at making them make mistakes and turning the ball over, mm. uh, particularly in the pressing game. He was just really mm. active. It seemed like he had a lot of ball recoveries p- pretty far up the pitch. Um, Arsenal attacking wise made the mistake. It, it, like, if you're, if you're going to attack the side of the field that has Virgil van Dijk and Andy Robertson on it, why would you do that when there's a side of the field that has Trent Alexander Arnold too? for all the things we could say nicely about him defending is occasionally a weakness of his and Dejan Lovren, who, who we've already all spoken about, like, I don't get the tactical choice of why they did that. And I think that, I think Emery got a lot wrong tonight. And that was one of the things that I think he got wrong. Like, why would you attack that side? Mane, every, Mane has become an incredibly hardworking defensive forward. Mm-hmm. Robertson's incredibly tough to beat as a fullback. He got, he got beaten once. Everybody gets beaten once. And then if you get past them, great. Then you're going up against the best defender in the world. Good luck. Smart move. Great strategy. Absolutely. I mean, Amanda, I'm going to come to you. Get, get, give me your thoughts on uh, Sadio Mane because I think Jay has made some really good points there that, you know, he had some 
misses, but I feel like he's just warming up. And with a player like Sadio Mane, he's he's almost like a shark. And I think that's the best way I can describe him. He's sniffing blood all the uh, time. Yeah. Sadio's always in position. I think Jay made a very valid point. It's his positioning. He's always in the right spot to get chances. Yeah, he's, he's not clinical. I understand that he's never been clinical. He may never be clinical. Mo Salah wasn't always clinical either. If you watched him in Italy, if you watched him prior to coming to Liverpool, he was missing a lot of chances. But he scores goals like Mane does, scores goals because he gets a ton of chances. That's not lucky. That's not coincidence. That's not something that just happens. It's because he's in the right spot. It's because he's causing havoc it's because he's forcing the other team to make mistakes it's because he is uh he is actually incredibly crucial to the way we play football absolutely the way he takes up space the way he presses the way he moves off the ball and yeah he's gonna miss goals he's i mean he's gonna miss chances that's that's comes with part of the package is that sadio mane might need four shots good shots to score one goal so what i'll tell you what he's gonna get those four opportunities just about every game and that's because of his work rate. That's because of what he brings to the side. That's because of the importance he 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 has to this team and the positions that he takes up. This isn't coincidence. Yeah, he misses a lot. I get it. But imagine if he didn't miss as much as he did. We'd be running away with game seven nothing regular. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things. Like Armando, you know, you and I obviously both watch basketball. It's one of you know a, a particular player that you watch a lot of Kobe Bryant. The criticism we always got was, yeah, he dropped fifty, but he needed thirty shots to do it. The I'm okay is, with it. The, yeah, the difference is, who gives a crap how many chances it takes? If you won and you scored a lot, thank it, you. Does it, does it matter if he scored two goals on ten shots or if he scored two goals on four shots? Efficiency is is scored two goals. Yes, Three thank you, sir. Some will go in. Mm-hmm. Amen. And we had Hakeem on actually on on previous shows, sort of um praising Sadio Mane as well and sort of um, airing that we shouldn't really be concerned about him. And um, I feel like, you know, that was certainly the case. I felt like in terms of the attackers, he worked tirelessly today. I felt like it was nonstop with him. And, you know, just the goal that he scored as well today, guys. I mean, the build-up to that was just magnificent, right? Balling from Robertson into Salah. Salah looks across, sees his guy, and Sadio Mane just twats it in like... Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not missing that. Yeah, so Mo also, just a fun fact, first player in the league to 20 goal contributions this season. Got 13 goals and 7 assists. He's good. That touch is not going to get talked about enough either. That that On that pass, that touch mm. was insane. Insane. And the man last season. Remember that? He's not, he's not having his best season, according to some. You know, yeah, I, I, have a pro- I have a problem with this. I really do, because I feel like you're constantly comparing him to maybe what he did last season. The season isn't over yet. It's a known fact that, you know, second second season, second season syndrome is a thing. Because if, if, if Mo Salah had the exact same stats or even better than last season, you have to question every other defender, every other attacker, Every other team in the Premier League thinking, what the fuck are you doing? You know the threat and you can't handle it. People are going to wise up to him. Last year, he was an unknown commodity. This season, people are a bit more aware of him. And I still think he's magnificent. It's just stupid. Who cares how many goals he scores as long as it's three points at the end of every game? Who cares how many goals any of these dudes fucking score? As long as it's more than the other team and we have three more points at the end of every match, who gives a shit? Did you see his flip? 
back onto uh, Fabinho. What I love about this team is a goal can literally come from anywhere when they're in the mood. Yeah, beat the dross, win the league. That is all that fucking matters. One hundred percent, honestly. All that matters is beat. You've, the you've got you've got the likes of Mosala setting up uh, Virgil Van Dijk. I'm sorry. When have you seen that happen before? That's my favorite goal this season, by the way. It's <laughs> yeah. it's just seared in my memory, and I when replay I, I it when was, I'm sad, was, when I'm having was, a bad day. Ooh, I was there, just mo right there. Uh, uh. <laughs> can I just say? Can I just add about Mane, by the way, folks, that I counted two more shots from pressing for Mane today, and that means over 20 now for the season. And that also Incredible. means he's breaking records because last year Ox was top of the pops, and that was in April. Uh, to be fair, Ox played from October to April, so yeah, it, it should be about the same. But still, Mane's breaking records. He's beating all of Firmino's records as well. Right now, if you aren't appreciating what Sadio Mane is bringing to this side, you're not watching the game properly, or you're not. Can I just have a side note on AI Sadio Mane? Properly either. You're not Ma- listening to AI Pro properly. Can I either. just say something about Sadio Mane? Him st- attempting to strangle Lichtensteiner was probably my funny highlight of the game. Did because anyone else was, see it? Because it was still nil-nil, I was a little bit irate with Sadio because even though I know Lichtensteiner elbowed him in the face, I don't want to see. I, I, you know, once again, like the whole thing of me and bad images. I don't want to see him get sent off. Do you off want to know what? You know why he made me laugh? He, he, there was, like, he, he had his hands around his neck, but the intention wasn't there. Like, he wasn't really aggressive about it, which is why it made me laugh. I was like, if you're going to do strangle him. <laughs> I'm still concerned about retroactive ban on that. Like, I hope nobody, don't take the tapes. Burn all the tapes. We don't need to see that ever again. I because I'm afraid that think... he might miss City for that. I don't think he will, because I think he did get if it elbowed. Is, if it does, he got elbowed in the face, so there'll be a retrofit splitting ban for the other guy yeah. as well. That's fine. Yeah, he did I get think... elbowed in the face, because he's not normally one to behave like that right. unless it's absolutely necessary. Sadio the Strangler. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We're using that, Dens. We are, absolutely. Well, Jay, um, as you can tell, the panel is in complete agreement with you. We absolutely love Sadio Mane's performance today. Yeah, well, of course, he's, he's, he's just bossed it today outside of everyone on the pitch. And there wasn't really a bad player again on the pitch, so you can't mm. say anything bad about us at the moment. The, the clock train rolls on, and I want to wish all of you a happy new year. And if there's two things you're going to watch tonight, make sure there's the highlights on Arsenal Fan TV, because that's going to be lit. <laughs> yes, it's back on, people. It's back on. Okay, thank you so much. Um, thank you, and a happy new year. And- Hopefully, on the Thursday, we're, we're still buzzing, right? Hope so. I'm in work, yeah. so hopefully I can somehow sneak off into a dark corner and watch it. Do what I do when I had to miss work for things. Just strategically fake diarrhea. A <laughs> mm. long, long, long time. Uh, too much information. <laughs> okay, it. guys. I'll catch you soon. All right, then. Bye, Bye. Bye. So, talking about Arsenal... Um, fan TV or whatever they want to call it. There are shouts for Emery out already tonight. So, yeah, like Jay said, get on over there. Uh, Unai has to go, apparently. So um, they've lost the plot. Arsenal have lost the plot. And this was the team everybody was saying was fucking fantastic, were better than us. No. You know what it is, Gags? They're massively imbalanced. And what you need to remember is they kind of remind me of Shades. Lop took over at Liverpool where... 
the def- he's not got a defense and playing three at the back like he shot himself in the foot like big time and and then when I look at the attack as well like Lacazette was on the bench I don't understand why he didn't go for like a maybe a 4-4-2 with them to an attack I think they would have offered more I think it could have been more threatening um I felt like defensively like they got defenders they were like turning themselves inside out it was like Benny Hill music to their defending Oh, Terrera, Terrera did a terrible job screening that back four today, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. They got they had nothing. They get nothing out of him. He got he got overran by by Genie and Fabinho like pretty regularly. Even Shakiri, who I didn't think was that great today, found pockets of space where just like Terrera was just vacating. And I think a lot of it was also just because Ramsey can't move. Like he, anybody who links us with Aaron Ramsey is just being. Uh, just doesn't probably understand that he's not he, he does not fit how we play because he, he he can't do he can't match our physical output at all. No arguments here from me, Mando. Anything you'd like to add? As good as we were, they were absolutely shocking. Yeah, and if no. I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be disgusted. Yeah, when I saw that lineup, I kind of figured that it was going to be pretty bad. I was pretty surprised. Oh, for them, I was pretty surprised that uh, they just have. I mean. That defense has zero pace. That defense has zero athleticism. Mm-hmm. And our front three, front four is absolutely dynamic. It's a recipe for disaster. And we saw that. Like, it was just, yeah, it was over. When I saw the lineup, I felt the game was over before it, we even kicked the ball. And then when they went up one, I was like, oh, shit. But we took care of that real quick. So, it, yeah, it was as, as predicted or as expected. Mm. It okay. felt like uh, last year's game then. Like, you know, when we go, like, sorry, a game last year, basketball, the first half just felt like crazy, no control anywhere, everyone just going mental. That's what it felt like. It really did. It really did. Um, it was it's just incredible. I just loved it. Great response. Guys, I think that's pretty much it. Any final thoughts from the game before we move on to Man of the Match? Any final say? Mando, I'll let you have the floor first. No, not really. I don't have much to add. I think... Uh... I just want to say that it's a lot of fun to be back. It's a lot of fun to see the Reds playing football full throttle. And it's, it's, it's this, this, this new discord situation is a lot of fun to have these live shows. So long may it continue. Thanks again for having me for sure. Loved having you on. And what about yourself, Justin, anything from the game that you feel shouting out before we move forward? Yeah. You know what? There's one thing that we needed to see come back and we finally saw it come back. The no look goal from Bobby Firmino. (sighs) I Have you them. seen the memes about them? Um, uh, is it is it the bird box? People putting blindfolds on him. I think Alberto Moreno um, a picture on Instagram with him wearing a blindfold, which is hilarious. I just love that man. He's my favourite. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, the no look finished. Um, it was brilliant, but he did go though. He was completely focused for that one and, and his penalty. Yep. Uh, okay, guys, let's move on to man of the match. I don't think I have anything. Um, Oh, I love the fact that Jurgen Klopp, just to add more insult to injury, brings on Adam Lallana, who was actually okay-ish in those situations. Even even I'm good in that situation, to be honest. So that was quite hilarious to see Adam Lallana get some minutes as well and not screw up and actually have tried to be involved in the attack as well. So I'm happy with that. Uh, Man of the match. Amanda, I'm going to come to you because I don't know what you watched. I watched BT Sports here and they gave it to Roberto Firmino. It, of course, it is his first ever hat-trick for Liverpool as well. And he, in my opinion, did start the comeback. I want to know your thoughts. Who was your man of the match? 
I think that's that one for sure is going to be the popular choice, and it's an easy mm. one. But for me, I would give it to uh, uh, to Ginny. I think Ginny, yes. the role he played today, and mm-hmm. the way that he played and took control in the tight spaces, made the important tackles, and did the things that he did today. Uh, he deserves a shout. I mean, maybe not the most popular. I mean, there was a hat trick by Roberto, so he deserves it. But yeah, Ginny was was nice. He's worth at least a shout. You know what? That was that's the one I was going to go for as well. That's the one I would. Uh, somebody's just typed in here. In here, Joey Mack loved Virgil Van Dijk as a captain, sticking up for more in the tunnel. Yep, we've already spoke about that. We couldn't agree more. He's a proper leader. That's what you want. Justin, who is your man of the match? So uh, I'll, I'll give you my serious one and one that I'm not serious about. Um, I'll go the not serious one first. Okay. Um, our man of the match today was uh, Bernd Leno, who is. <laughs> a, Awful, awful, awful goalkeeper. <laughs> He's bad. The fact that Arsenal fans uh, should should really want to see the back of him as as soon as possible because he is. I, I don't. I don't know what he was doing today. I guess you could call it trying to keep goal, but uh, it, it wasn't that. But for me, basically, if you score a hat trick, you get my man of the match. So it's mm-hmm. Bobby. Fair enough. Um, I mean, for those reasons, I can't really complain. But for me, in terms of controlling the midfield, um, I thought Ginny Wijnaldum did an excellent job. I think Sadio Mane is a great shot as well. I think Jay Reid was spot on. I don't think anyone had a really, really, really bad game per se. But it's really hard to find someone having a poor game when you win 5-1, right? So um, I want to hear your thoughts. Who were your man of the match? Let us know. Tweet us. Let us know your thoughts. For me, I'm going to go with Ginny Wijnaldum because I felt like technically we kind of won that game in the midfield. We just completely just dominated them and him sort of breaking up play and just being everywhere he was an absolute menace in that midfield so for that reason but when he scored a hat-trick come on man you've just scored a hat-trick and let's not let's not beat around the bush he fucking started the comeback so either or I'm happy but I'm gonna go with Ginny Gags I'll let you have the final say on this and let people know what they can do on discord who was your man of the match yeah, you can't go. You, you you can't say anybody apart from Bobby today. You just mm-hmm. can't. I know there's other people that played well, but he took the he took the game from the scruff of the neck when he t- yeah, did. you know in the middle of the pitch when he for the first one he he taps it in and we get lucky. But the first you know he that run in the first one was great, and then the second one is just we're never going to forget that goal because he went past two players and the third one just slips because he's expecting him to shoot. So it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. And it's Torreira, the darling of everyone yeah. in the entire Bobby world. Bobby Firmino and his dancing feet, man. They're that's magical. It. And then he puts it in. And then and that's mm. that, that's game done. Once we got to 2-1, it changes everything. And Arsenal had no chance. So Bobby all day long. And he's been, you know, people, UP as well. We've been on his case. So what a lovely way to come turn the year for him. And hopefully this is now Bobby in form. And you know what? City beware. Mo fucking hell, it's fucked. Come on. Come on, Bobby. Let's do this. Let's win this title. Okay, you stay here, but I want to come to the lads first and uh, get any plugs off them. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. I enjoy talking about that game. I'm going to go to Amanda first. Amanda, you're back. People are loving it. Where can they find you on Twitter? And where can they find more of your work? And is there more coming? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Armando Angulo 12 on Twitter. And um, I've been trying to do this weekly, the Anfield rant again. It's been a couple weeks. I was lucky enough to have Tom Holmes from the Riders and uh, Guy on, Guy Drinkle on. So uh, long may that continue. I plan on doing it weekly once the New Year is is, is, is back in full effect. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's good to be back. And uh, 
you know, happy new year to everybody. Uh, Justin, I'll see you next week. The beer's on me, buddy. And Gags, happy birthday, my man. <laughs> a little bit early yet, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. We still have a few days to go. But um, is holding on to his 30s for dear life. I am, I am. I might even do a live <laughs> show on my birthday just to listen to all of you say happy birthday to me. I am joking. Thank you, Manda. And I'm going to go straight to plugging the live shows on Discord because... Because this is what makes it all possible. There's so many of you in here now telling us how much you enjoy uh, listening to us and also, um, you know, taking, interacting and taking part in, in what, you know, what we're doing here. It's a post-match show that's live, but then released as a podcast for everybody else. So if you're not an AI Pro subscriber, you're not only missing out on the amazing content we're making and all of our content is there, you know, all the stuff, the under pressure stuff, the stuff that we're working really hard on, hard on is there. The legends are there. Kenny's there. Molby's there. There's everybody else is there as well. And then you have live shows and we do a couple a week. So if you're not, you're missing out. So first and foremost, go and join AI Pro, anfieldindex.com forward slash join. Then come and join Discord because it's not just, it's not just live shows. There's chats for the pods with everybody else, with people that aren't subscribers. It's just a whole load of reds in here chatting football and having a good time. And there is a strict policy that we do not get offensive to each other. We do not tolerate any kind of bullshit. So if anyone is being a twat, they get banned. And who controls that? I do. You let me know if there's any shit and we just get rid. So don't worry about the toxic, the toxic stuff that's on Twitter. Come and join Discord, amfieldindex.com forward slash Discord. And I'm telling you, you won't. You won't. You will not regret it. No, you absolutely won't. Uh, before I go to Justin for his plug, um, there is lots of loving for Jurgen Klopp. Absolutely, why shouldn't there be? And I think Dell compared him to Baba Yaga as well, so that's pretty fucking awesome too. Justin, come on, please tell me you're on more pods. Uh, I'm gonna. So I go on vacation starting tomorrow. Um, we'll be we'll be hanging out with Armando at some point next week. But um, for for now, I'm, I'm I'm not really working on anything at the moment. But in the absence of a podcast plug, I will say that uh, you know it's uh, it's it's getting cold in a lot of parts of the world, and one of the things you could do that'll really just uh, help people out, um, particularly you know those who are hungry, is going to a food bank and donating food. So uh, you know that's something I always try to try to push, and I'm just going to once again say it in the absence of having a uh, podcast plug, just you know donate food to a food bank. That's a good shout. Absolutely brilliant shout. And it's a problem that is affecting everybody everywhere, you know, in the UK as well. And I think Liverpool Football Club do, and the fans do such an amazing job for all the outreach work that they do for food banks as well. So please get get to your local food bank and donate and be generous. You'll feel better for it. I echo everything what Mando said. For my part, I I just want to thank my guests. They were incredible. Thank you to our callers as well, who brought some great discussion points. A massive thank you for Gags to Gags for producing this and every single person that stuck with us live as well. Incredible stuff. Keep it on AI Pro. There is some awesome content coming your way, so do check it out. It's always great. Um, uh, all you got to do is go to www.anfieldindex forward slash Anfield Index Pro, forward slash join, and check it out. Seven-day free trial, but something tells me once you're hooked, you're not going to get out. Till next time, we play Man City. Hopefully, I'm back again talking about another win. Up the Reds. Let's do this. 
Social Podcast Network.